the way we position our podcast is um, there's a company we work with, Podcast Chef. They produce our podcast. They help us with some of the with some of the outreach um, and their value prop, which we bought into, was that you can create a podcast for your network um, of best clients, essentially, which for us is marketing agencies. We we're like a we're a white label development partner for marketing agencies. And so that's exactly is what we did is we we reach out to marketing agency owners, we talk to them, uh, we don't always pitch them, um, but if there's a need, it becomes a good resource for us. Well, then I'm going to jump right into that and say like why like what what do you think would make you different because of course that's where i want to highlight then yeah so i i think in in terms of our proposition as an agency and you know when especially with who your demographic is of listeners i think what's been interesting about our journey is we've been going about eight years and we have changed our proposition a few times during that time um some out of necessity some out of um or the latest one out of actually recognizing where we do our best work and where we do our best work is we call ourselves the commercial collaborations agency so although we position ourselves as lead gen when people come to us we're not pushing seo or ppc or like the the vehicle to get them there or the specific tactic our strategy is very much we're going to partner you with complementary non-competitive businesses so we can leverage their no like trust to, to take you further. And the, the way we realized this was our best positioning was looking back at our most successful case studies. And it took us that long to realize it. So it's almost, there's a little bit of, um, you know, uh, there's something in there for new agency owners who are struggling with getting their foot in the door. And we actually ran a test where we took a thousand fintechs and we went to them with our old positioning and we didn't hear back from any of them. We went to them with collaborative partnerships, which is what we do now. And we booked something like 20 odd meetings with like senior decision makers, really good, got lots of really positive responses on top of that. People saying not right now. So it, it just shows how important your positioning is. But my journey is probably evidence of how long it can take to figure out what that is. Do, do you know what I mean? So although I saw there was elements of positioning in previous uh, previous episodes, I guess, um, that that might make us slightly different, that collaborations, partnerships angle. Mm-hmm. And we do it for anyone. So quite a range of businesses from like engineering and manufacturing through to sport, luxury, hospitality, so we're, we're industry agnostic as well. So I, you're pretty, you might be listening thinking, hey, we've covered all of this, but kind of from the headlines, that's what I felt might be a little bit different. That's really interesting. Are you, Alex? Oh, yeah. Just gonna say, that's really interesting. I had a um, one of my favorite professors, um, he, business guy, but he went to, when he was in business school, um, he went to the um, film students and started talking with them, started talking to the artists. And this, this, a lot of these startup ideas 
um, evolved, which he ended up in starting a startup, selling it and so forth and so on, and eventually ended up working at very high up in Sony um, Pictures. Um, and one of the lessons that he he said, he said, if you want to really grow as, as a business um, or as a business person, um, you need to go and talk with other people outside of your business. Like go and talk with like the artists and go talk with the engineers or whoever. And that's how you're really going to grow. So that's, it may, as you're, as you were talking about that, which Josh, I don't think we've had anyone talk about that yet. We've, we haven't had anyone talk about that, but that kind of brought up those, those lessons from one of my favorite professors, which was cool. Yeah. Glad he was one of your favorites too. Mm -hmm. like, he was the oh. worst one. It would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was like the wildest one, but also the most successful. That's Amazing. usually yeah. usually how it is. Yeah. But also, I, I, you're just teaching for fun. It was great. More on Alex was was saying, but Steve Jobs was all about kind of taking down the silos across um, departments and and kind of getting a lot of knowledge through there. So that was that was a big thing he would focus on too. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh just to, just to uh, talk about that. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I, you said non-competitive. Did you say partners or how did, how did you call it? Yeah. So, so we describe it as complementary, but non-competitive. So to give you examples, it might be like we've got uh, a long running campaign, which is for a wealth management firm. And what we do is we essentially uh, partner them with accountants and solicitors because accountants and solicitors obviously deal with all these problems, but it gets to a certain point and they need a financial planner. So the way we operate is kind of with that wealth manager in the UK, um, I'm sure it's, sure it's the same in the States, but um, they have to do a certain amount of continuous professional development. So with the wealth management firm, because their clients are, are so difficult to reach, it's much better to go through referral partners than try go direct. So we actually create the continuous professional development for the wealth management firm who then educate solicitors and accountants on it. So they make themselves the authority in that space. So when solicitors and accountants have a problem, they're, they're kind of the go-to. And that's kind of correlated in their referrals spiking quite significantly because we've been able to build this community of complementary but non-competitive partners, basically. Interesting. Let me um run an idea by you. So the way we position our podcast is um there's a company we work with, Podcast Chef. They produce our podcast. They help us with some of the with some of the outreach. Um and their value prop, which we bought into, was that you can create a podcast for your network. Um of best clients essentially which for us is marketing agencies we we're like a we're a white label development partner for marketing agencies and so that's exactly is what we did is we we reach out to marketing agency owners we talk to them uh, we don't always pitch them um but if there's a need we, it becomes a good resource for us and also the next step for us is now that we're getting close to episode 50 and we've done is building that community that will essentially be a huge asset for us moving forward. Is that would that kind of like utility be something um, like what your agency would offer? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we um, 
we break collaborations down into three segments. So the 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 kind of thing you're talking about, which we'll be doing is what we call a value exchange. So I, it's a win-win. So although I'm your target market, I'm winning because my personal brand is is getting further out there. Um, I might, you know, be heard by a marketing director who wants to work with us, right? For for you guys leveraging me, I have a lot of agencies in my own network. So when the podcast episode comes out, I'm going to share it. So you're leveraging my no like trust within within that network. So we call it a value exchange. We call it co-created content. So we've got some good case studies where we've actually taken our clients' clients and put them together to create uh, webinars, to create white papers, because what you can then do is take it to their competitors and say, hey, do you want insights from this company? And they go, you know, we we had one where we partnered, the, uh, they were a learning development company, and we partnered them with um, a learning and development director at PepsiCo, who was one of their clients. And we did this big piece, and uh, we had, like, uh, people listening live. So it was kind of a webinar set up. And then we took the learnings, put it into a white paper, and we went out to people like Coca-Cola and IBM and said, do, do you want some insights on what PepsiCo are doing? And, and what their learning and development directs saying. And, you know, you suddenly get a response from these, these other learning and development directors who are like, we never get offered this. This isn't something that happens in our industry. And, of course, Coca-Cola wants to know what Pepsi's up to, right? So suddenly our clients having these conversations and they're seen as a thought leader in, in the space. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very similar to, to one strand of, of what we do. And then the other two we call sponsored, which is where we take a startup brand and we partner them with a much bigger um, business entity um, to quickly gain market traction. But we normally we call it sponsored because we normally have to pay for the privilege. Then we have what we call incentivized, which is where we have to incentivize the other partner with commission. So we don't pay them up front. But, you know, for instance, a mortgage broker, we go out and we partner them with 10 independent estate agents and we'll pay 25% commission on any mortgages that they write. So we help them structure that whole deal, like what the commission should look like, when you should pay it, who we're targeting, and putting together the, the outreach for them, right? So um, that's kind of how we break it down in, into those three three sections. The incentives one, um, I was taking notes on, on the sponsored one. Can you repeat the incentives one again, please? Yeah, so incentives is is kind of like affiliate. So a very low level, you could have your affiliates. Um, at, at kind of a high ticket level, um, you might have your introducers. So um, and, and in one of our case studies, we had a mortgage broker, UK mortgage broker. We created audiences on like LinkedIn, uh, email of independent estate agents. And we went to them with a really direct message telling them how much they could earn as an introducer into our business and what commissions we offered. And we managed to set up, I think it took us 18 months, but we we set up and, and they were formal introducer agreements, um, about nine or 10 introducers. The top two were passing um, like 40 leads a month, but super qualified, warm leads. And they were earning you know, upwards of 10 grand a month just referring their clients in. 
So um, it, it can be super useful at, at kind of a high level and a low level, especially in very transactional businesses, right? Um, that that's where we've kind of used incentivized collaborations, which you know none of this is particularly new. It's not groundbreaking, and actually people can leverage it themselves. But actually knowing how to structure and nurture and empower a partner to market on your behalf is the difficult bit, I would say, because you've almost got to educate them, right? Like the 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 estate agents kind of know, but you've got to empower them. Okay, here's how you sell into us as a mortgage broker. Here's what makes us different. Here's why we're good to use, right? Um, so, so there's that piece as well. One hundred percent. Yeah, it makes it easier and actually keep up with it because you're kind of leading them ahead with this is going to happen. This is going to happen. We'll guide your process. It's a great service. Yeah. I, I I was I was half jokingly, half not jokingly going to say, if you need someone to open up a U.S. arm, I I love your business model. It's honestly, and I'm <laughs> I have never said this before, but you know we hear of a lot of the similar marketing agencies and you, you actually highlighted this in the beginning of the call, but you know, we, we hear about a lot of similar agencies, you know, maybe they started a little differently, but this is, this is totally unique. Uh, and I come from the business right. development world and this is literally a business development marketing agency is really, is really how I hear it in my ears, at least. Um, yeah. You're spot on that. That's very interesting because we like to be, we call ourselves commercial collaborations so we started off as creative collaborations. And what we realized was it was positioning us against creative agencies. And, and in, weirdly, although we can get super creative and we can bring that in, why clients like working with us is because we look at the, we get involved in their business, right? It's like, well, how much margin can you actually afford to give away? You know, okay, we're only going to pay commission sale on the first piece of business done. So we've got to look at the customer lifetime value within that. But we get we become quite close to a lot of our clients because they rely so heavily on us because we're advising them on, you know, that that biz development rather than it just being straight up marketing focus. Um, so, yeah, is is I'm glad you picked up on that because, yeah, um, that's cool. I I freaking love it. <laughs> That's I, I love the company already. We haven't even dove into anything. Uh, I feel like I've got a, an episode's worth of, of material already. But um... and actually, one other thing that I I got from that is um, something that we're not necessarily doing that well. Or we well, let's let me put it this way: we should be spotlighting more. Um, Henry, you said that in the value exchange. Um, a marketing so we always resend we resend the content like after you've been on the episode you'll be on our mailing list to receive um new episodes from what others have done and we should really spotlight what makes this this agency um a potential good partner for another agency because ultimately that's that's the community and that should and that's since that's our audience we should highlight that as like maybe like an intro piece before we even get into the full episode. Yeah, I think I think that's cool because I mean, I think too many agencies fall into that trap of we're full service, and you talk to them, they've got like three people working there, and you're like, this this <laughs> this can't be the case. As soon as we hear full service, we're like, you probably need development help. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you're spot on, right? You know, normally it's the technical stuff that they outsource and, and mm -hmm. they do, can do the wishy-washy, um, but, but they can't actually do like bread and butter like you guys do. Um, but I think what's really cool, as, as you said, is that agencies should be referring to other agencies like all the time okay. because marketing is like this big melting pot, right? It's like, I don't know, you wouldn't go up to someone in financial services and be like, oh, well, I guess you can do me a mortgage then, right? Because you have no idea like what their discipline is, what they actually do. So, I mean, we're even members of, um, you probably have them in the States, but we have a lot of sort of agency collectives over here. So one of them is called Pimenta in the UK and it's independent agencies and it's a referral network. So you just dive in, you say what you specialize in and then you partner up. So at the moment, like we're talking to an influencer marketing agency on how we can partner with them because I don't have a clue. You know, if someone asked me about influence marketing, I'd be like, don't, don't get me involved. Right. Um, they scare me. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think you're spot on, you know, making that network work together could, could be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, the note I'm writing right now is, is, you know, for us, you know, it, it, our goal should almost be, be the first resources marketing agencies think of when their clients ask for something they don't have. I was on a call today um, with a fractional CMO working for one of my clients. And we just got into just, just some random conversation. I told her about the show and she said, oh, so, um, you you interview marketing agencies he's like we're gonna we're gonna need a lot of help as i as i create the strategy for them we're gonna need people to implement she's like could you make introductions i was like i have a list of every single marketing agency we've interviewed every service that they do let me know when you're ready and so yeah yeah that's cool that's really cool it's a major resource right to, to have that at your fingertips as well um, and, you know, if you you were our client, we'd probably be saying that there are probably ways you can monetize that as well. Like whether you look at it as we, you know, got a big list, but are they going to refer back to you? Mm -hmm. Right. So if they're not, do you make it a commission? So we'll introduce you, but we'll take 10 percent of the first year's earnings. Right. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. So I mean, you pack it on, add to it. Don't even let, we don't, you know, you can just add to the price. You know, we don't have to take from your current because I'm sure margins are tight. Yeah. 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 For sure. So, you know, and, and quite often what I do with people, because a lot of people, they set up these partnerships or collaborations and it's all, you know, they might send three emails and be like, oh, yeah, I can introduce you to people when they're sat in these networking groups. And then they kind of run out of steam because they're, not empowered enough to know how to refer them or how to look out for the signs that someone needs a dev agency. Like you guys would pick up clues that would go over my head, right? In mm. terms of that. Whereas when you incentivize someone, you've got to find the right incentive because not everyone's financially motivated, right? So it might be you donate to charity on their behalf when they refer you or something like that. Mm. But you can, I think there are different ways you can keep your introducers engaged and keep them nurtured right so yeah i think you could leverage that list as well the the other way to make money which is which is cool 
Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients, devnoodle.com.